Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 224-2020, the semi-daily news that even plants crave and anchors number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Anthem's fans celebrate the game's first birthday. Anthem turned one year old this weekend, but despite the milestone, developer BioWare held no in-game celebration, nor recognized the date on the BioWare or Anthem Twitter feeds. While the developer may have decided to not celebrate the game's birthday, Anthem fans took to Reddit to cheer it on. Anthem turned one year old on February 22nd, as perhaps a sign as to the game's current state, Christmas decorations from the Ice Tide event still litter the Fort Tarsus social hub, and snow still falls gently from the sky. These were not replaced with birthday or anniversary elements to mark Anthem's 12 months of being alive, unlike what many other MMOs or shared world games typically do. While there seemed to be no movement in-game to recognize the anniversary, the Anthem Reddit hub had several posts celebrating the day. Thank you for this amazing experience, and I hope nothing but the best for the game's future, said user Velocity Prime in a celebratory post. You guys made a game that has an amazing and highly supportive community, so know that you'll always have at least a few gamers on your side. Others posted significant gameplay moments and montages, showing off the game at its best, with javelins flipping and flying among Anthem's beautiful world. One fan shared their favorite character build, while a few others discussed their memories and experiences, which naturally opened up both positive and negative comments. Bioware's lack of attention to this anniversary may be due to the developer putting all its attention towards a major Anthem rework. The studio recently announced that it is focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop. This will hopefully turn around the game's fate and help it find new players. Ooh, big oofs from Bioware for not even recognizing the game's one-year anniversary, even in the midst of a huge overhaul, and maybe they're, they're not seeing Bioware or uh, Anthem Prime as an actual game anymore. Still, very huge missed opportunity. Second is from IGN and written by Chris Priestman. CD Projekt Red is Europe's second most valuable games developer. CD Projekt Red is now the second most valuable game developer in the world of Europe. This has been confirmed recently after the studio's market valuation surpassed $8 billion. That's via Reddit. Ubisoft is the number one game developer, which is currently sitting pretty at $9.52 billion. CD Projekt Red isn't all that far behind now. It's tricky to be sure exactly why the value of any company goes up or down, but you have a good, but you can have a good guess, especially when it comes to CG, CD Project Red. For starters, the number of people playing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt soared after the Netflix series launch. This would suggest that the sales of the game also got a boost, and that seems to be the case, given that CD Project Red recently announced that the game has made 50 million in revenue through Steam alone since October 2018. That number is significant as it's the threshold at which Valve's cut from a Steam game's revenue goes from 30% to 20%, meaning that CD Project Red will make a bit more dosh from every sale of The Witcher 3 on Steam than before. The Witcher 3 also released on Nintendo Switch recently and has probably been selling well on that platform too. It's been made more appealing recently due to getting an update that improves the graphics as well as support for cross saves with the PC version of the game. This is amazing. CG Project Red seems like a company that 100% deserves all the wealth and success that they are earning. So uh, kudos to them and hopefully they can pass Ubisoft for Europe's highest grossing or highest valued game studio. 
third is from IGN and written by Joe Screbbles. Kojima Productions drops out of GDC due to coronavirus. Kojima Productions and Hideo Kojima himself have become the latest game developers to drop out because of concerns around the coronavirus. In a short post on its English language website, a spokesperson for the Death Stranding developer wrote, Kojima Productions has made the difficult decision to cancel our participation at the 2020 Game Developers Conference due to increasing concerns related to novel coronavirus. Although much anticipated, unfortunately, this cancellation also includes Hideo Kojima's session on the 19th and Eric Johnson's session on the 16th. Kojima was due to present and talk about his design philosophy for Death Stranding at the show, in which the legendary director would unravel this process through an analysis of the game's concept, theme, storytelling, game mechanics, and development, utilizing the overarching keyword of connection as a framework. Man, GDC is going to be thin this year with everybody dropping out over a legitimate concern. It just it, It's still pretty wild to see all the big hitters just slowly say yeah nah last is from ign and written by chris priestman always sunny star reveals what happened to his minecraft movie rob mcelleny has explained why the animated minecraft movie he was going to direct ended up not going ahead mcelleny known for playing mac and it's always sunny in philadelphia was lined up to direct minecraft movie based on a script he co-wrote it was going to star Steve Carell and was due to be released in May 2019, but he dropped out in August 2018 with no proper explanation given as to why. Now, Mick Ellery has revealed his side of the story on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. I'm comfortable talking about it because fuck them at this point, Mick Ellery, uh, began. I'm saying that name wrong. I'm so sorry, guys. At first, he explains that he loved playing Minecraft with his kids and got the idea to turn it into a movie after the Lego movie came out in 2014. I thought one of the greatest assets of Minecraft is that it didn't have a fixed narrative, that it was an open world experience, McElene said, and that all you were essentially given were the building blocks to do what you want. After spending time at Pixar to refine his pitch, he went to Warner Bros and met with Greg Silverman, who ended up giving him a budget of $150 million to make Minecraft the movie. McElene said the theme of his movie pitch was, People t taking agency over their own experience in this digital escape. Unfortunately, Silverman left Warner Bros. in 2016 and was replaced by Toby Emmerich just one month before production was due to begin. McElhinney said that that's when his Minecraft movie fell apart. Toby Emmerich, who runs the studio there, I don't know if he still runs the studio there. He was actually really gracious. He never actually said, I don't believe in you or you can't do this. It just slowly died on the vine. McElhinney said he doesn't harbor any resentment as he wasn't Emmerich's choice and he had a different vision for Warner Bros. But he adds that the thing that bummed me out was that it was two and a half years of my life and I was a month away from moving to Vancouver to start prep. Steve Carell was already locked in. His deal was done and we were making the movie. McElhinney said he learned a valuable and important lesson, which is that these projects can fall apart at any time, which means you just have to live in that mystery when it does. So, you better really, really love the process. And I did enjoy the process, but I didn't love enough to do it again, he said. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening, and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation at $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Find us on Twitter at Dad's Beards Nerds, Twitch at Dad's Beards Nerds, Instagram at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. 
Till next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you.